Bang, bang, he shot me down. Bang, bang, I hit the ground. Bang, bang, that awful sound. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. Man, I'm excited about today. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing good. We got a full house today, man. I'm trying to make this our, uh, our local Oklahoma artist here today. Elizabeth Turner's in here with us. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you so hey, much. It's a beautiful day, man. I'm, I'm just glad everybody's here to see me, man. Johnny <laughs> Hollis is in the house again, having him back. How you doing, Big John? Hey, man. You know, I think, uh, well, wait. Wait, you said John. Uh, uh, oh, Big Brad. Oh, my bad. I'm like, I think I answered your question there, man. Hey, you know what I've been doing with the show story, so give me, some, give me a break here, man. Yeah, man. You know. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Brandon. Brandon. I'm Brad. All right. Uh, you're the guitar player? Yes. For Elizabeth? It's nice to meet you. And Chad, he's back in with us again, too. I guess, uh, what's your role in all this? You're producing this, or what? Yeah. Cool. Just uh, recording the live session, so. Nice. The man yeah. that pushes the buttons. Yeah. I'm good at that. I'm looking forward to this, man. <laughs> it's been a good time. Well, Elizabeth, break it down for us. Uh, where are you from, and how did you end up in my living room? <laughs> okay, let's start from the beginning. Um, Fort Worth, Texas, born there, um, moved to Oklahoma in infancy, so um, spent a lot of time in Eufaula, um, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, you know, around the Midwest, um, Texas. Um, uh, I consider you follow my hometown. Um, that's where we spend a lot of our time at the farm. We have land down there by the lake. Um, I, I left Eufaula after high school as um, you know a teen and um, came to the city with a goal of starting a group. And so I did. I found a group right away. Um, uh, our name was Slovane, and so we did a lot of uh, really great work together. We put out some albums. We did some. Um, some tourings around the Midwest, concerts, um, radio play. It was really, really a, a cool time. I did a couple other projects, but today I've, I've launched my solo career, um, and that's the Elizabeth Turner premiere, and Brennan is here with me today um, to um, play a couple songs for you guys. So, um, yeah, that's where we are now. Awesome. Slovane, I, I, I not heard that name, uh, so I know, I did not know that was... I didn't know that was yeah. you were involved with that. She looked mean. I know that. That was my first band when I came to the city. Oh, nice. I was one of those punks going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ride. I will tell you what. We did a lot of a lot of work. Nice. How many albums did, the, did you put out under that under that label? Three. Three. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So you. You're, Almost four. Yeah, that's usually. We're working on the fourth. That's one. that. That's that point with a lot of bands. It seems like she it's either in the sophomore or that third album. It's it's kind of that make it or break it yeah. thing, you know. But hey, you know things are so different now. It's I guess you don't really. I guess if you are on a major label, you might have that stress. But it seems like that whole that whole structured thing is just not the way it is anymore, and it's changing daily. How'd you hook up with Johnny? Because uh, <clears throat> he's quite the character. 
Oh, Johnny on the way back to, to actually. There's a little pikey language there. Um, yeah, Johnny, uh, we, we'll go back to Samurai days if that gives yeah. you a hint. Yeah. <laughs> the old Samurai Saki house samurai uh, back in the yeah. day. That was a cool little venue. Um, I think I'll meet you at an after party. Okay, That's yeah, cool. we had a lot of good times. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes back to, you know, I, I, I remember the 90s. I, think I, was, <laughs> I was watching your band, you were watching my band. One of the two. I was in kindergarten. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The nineties. I like if someone says the nineties, I still think like, okay, I remember the nineties. They're like, oh, that was thirty years ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it was a good time. It's like ninety-one was thirty years. Yeah, man. It's crazy. So, whoa. Yeah, I was I was a little one back then, man. Oh, I was old enough to learn how to use a middle finger. So long. Well, 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 y'all's new singles, "Flowers." It's a duet, and and how did that all come together? As far as obviously your old friends, but what made you think that his voice was perfect for this, and it would just work and come together? I don't know. Maybe you can inject here a little. I'll, I'll speak on that one. Actually, I was writing a song. I wrote, wrote a song a long time ago. Anyway, and I, like, I was the artist on my album, and she was the one I thought of first of this song to do a duet with, because I'm a big fan of her, one, and uh, we're friends, and she just seemed really well with me, and, and that's how it came about. Awesome. And she wrote, a, she wrote a verse on the song, too, and uh, did some percussion work. And yeah. Man, it was just fun working with her. It really was. Awesome, man. It is. My challenge is for you guys to try to figure out whose voice is whose because it's very difficult. We, I tried to match him quite a bit on his original, so um, yeah, trying to figure out whose is whose, that's that's the thing. Well, I know we, we plan to play it live, but do y'all want to play the studio version just to have people hear it? Let's or? do it. Yeah. Okay. Watching flowers grow 
getting some some heavy heavy exile on main street vibes with that one from from the very stones vibe i love it that's yeah. one that's probably one of my favorite albums of all time so i ate that right up uh who'd you have working with on, on that for, uh, i definitely heard the mandolin i could hear the difference in y'all's voices about halfway through but then i was like well now i <laughs> i don't know it kind of especially in the chorus it kind of i kept i don't know it was hard to kind of separate the two i'll sing the first Okay, cool. It's pretty good. So on that track, we've got um, Johnny and myself on vocals, Chad's on um, acoustic guitar, mm -hmm. Mike May is on mandolin, uh, Ben Matthews on drums. Uh, I did Man. finger cymbals, tambourine. He played bass on it too. Um, Me and Bingo, wait, oh yeah, he did bass. Yeah. Ben Chad did produced. Bass. Yeah. Um, ben is so. a very phenomenal bass player. I've known Ben for like a decade. I didn't know he could. I, I thought that he was spot, just a straight drummer. He was way greater than zero. I mm -hmm. I took his spot when he when yeah, he played. Yeah. So yeah, me and Ben go way back. Huh. He's in Chad Todd Band now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I've just been introduced to the guy on on the internet. I've met him in person. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's cool cool he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. 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 Like when when I remember it was a 2000, 2012 or thirteen when he left greater than zero. His last show, he actually brought me up and played That's a couple cool. of their songs. Yeah. While they're like, I just showed up just to support him in his last show, and he's like, "Come up and come play." Let and me tell you a little something about being. This is, great this is true here. Um, I was doing a show in Southern Oklahoma, and uh, he was well, he was there to watch my band, or play. even though he's running sound. That's right, he's oh, running yeah. sound. I and uh, anyway, our drummer didn't show up, so I knew Ben played drums, and I knew Ben. I went to grade school with him, so that was many years ago. I'm not going to talk about that. Anyhow, uh, anyway, so Ben stepped up and stood in, played for drums for for, for my band. And uh, after it was over, we, I looked at my guitar player and we were like, let's ask him to join this band. So that's Ben joined the Velvet Hounds. Uh, he was living down 50 miles from here, south of here. And within two weeks, he had an apartment, and he was living in the city when we were rehearsing, and that's how Ben was our first drummer. That's Ben for you. And uh, he was <laughs> just that six or seven years, probably. I've known him a long time, 
and uh, he's a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Awesome. He's a better friend than he is drummer. Yeah, you know that's because which, that's which is hard. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he's, he's a really a good, good drummer. Boy. He's a really good drummer, really good yeah, drummer. Yeah, and he's a better friend. He's a great man. You can't get no better than that. No. Yeah. He was uh he was actually my security guard, my babysitter. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not surprised. That's just how he was. Uh, like, that's he how he is. Is that, That's an official title. My driver. He'll he'll give you the shirt off his back. Yeah. Great guy. I was partying pretty good in the Velvet Hounds, and uh, so I needed somebody to watch over me a lot. <laughs> and he was there for me. That guy don't drink, smoke, no. or anything. Nothing. So he drove us to all our shows, too. And you had a designated driver. He was all right. Cool, man. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. He's win, a sound, win. He's a hell of a sound man, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I hit him um, up if I ever have any questions about recording or yeah, anything. I'll I hit him up, or I need help, like flowers. He helped me out. I can't talk that good about being. Yeah, you really can't. So this this release is going to be on on Johnny's album, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, we got a one with Damien uh, uh, Randy playing yeah. on it as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. Shout out to those guys, so, man. I'm so glad to see they're back in action. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, wh- you're on the hills of release yourself, are you not? Uh yes, eventually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a working title or anything like that? No. No, just still kind of. Getting in the studio and working, yep. working the king. Exactly. COVID shut everything down so bad. I, you're one of the first local local acts I've seen that was really out there, like promoting live music. Okay. You know, so I was like, okay, cool, it's coming back. And I saw the <clears throat> the initial poster, and then we had Johnny on, and and he he told you, told us about you, and I was like, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah. So it's really cool how it all kind of came together organically. And it's good to see that live music's hey, coming this back. Is a, you know? yeah, this is the most rock star I ever met in my life right here, I'm telling you. Hey, she hope. is a rock star, too. Yeah, you're up there, boy. Yeah. It's fucking I love it's it, something. That's what it's cool. about, man. Absolutely. Up there and let your freak flag fly. Yep. You know? <laughs> you got the voice, oh, yeah. got the moves. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, where's, where's some gigs are, that you've been playing? I know the Bell Owls. Oh, shit. I always do that. You know what? God damn it. It's all right. We can cut that out. <laughs> I got some guys there. This will be on the blue time, time stamp that. Time stamp yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. This will be on the blooper reel yeah. later. <laughs> Shit, no, we'll just leave it in and be like, well, Brad fucked up. Hey. I know the Bell Isle was it was one of one your kind of your oh, coming out sure. gig as far as like a presentation that I saw. Right. Um, what are some other places you're playing around town? Um, we are kind of being very selective about where we are playing because um, we're doing larger shows for larger audiences and so we're trying to kind of stay selective in our, you know, um, pr- presentation of the premiere. And so right now Bell All is a nice venue for that. Um, we get to sell tickets and pack the house and so we're kind of branching out and looking at other venues right now that kind of have the same idea with ticket selling and larger crowds. Um, we're trying to steer away from like um, the smaller bar areas. Um, we're wanting to be a live production. It's a live production more than like a bar scene. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of our goal. So it's you'll probably want to. You'll probably see us probably at these larger venues doing larger shows instead of the smaller bars. Well, and that's unless unless we're uh, this is the this is the exception unless we are going to try to promote a larger premiere. We might do a one set here with some other artists in a smaller bar. Um, but for the full production of the premiere, we, we're going to be choosing larger venues and larger crowds. I mean... And good musicians in that band, too. It, well, I mean, and once you get to a certain level, it's like that's the step to make. It's kind of like... 
from what we've heard from the, like the stand-up comics that we've had, and it's kind of the same thing with musicians. It's like the that bar or that club scene is where you work out your kinks, you try your new stuff, you know, you, you just get those kind of get the, get the blood flowing a little bit. But when you really want to put on a production, that's not the it's not mm-hmm. the not a good scene, you know. But if it's just you with an acoustic guitar to work out right. work out a song, Absolutely. that's great, you know. Yeah. Or exposure, you know, just to get the word out. Yeah. yeah. To say, hey, this is a little taste of what we're going to be doing in the full production. Yeah. Just come have a, you know, get a flavor for it, and then we're going to give you the full Monty, you know. Yeah. And you, it'll absolutely be worth it. The full Monty? Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 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 just come to the production. Come to the production. You get all your calls. Buy a ticket. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what. We, we, I had the extra fifteen dollars. <laughs> of course you would. I'm never going to a strip club with Johnny if it's fifteen uh, bucks. That's what I said. I had that. Yeah. We're gonna get thrown out of that place. Uh, uh, I was at um, I was at the 89th right, and there's a there's a band called We Besties, and the the um, the guy, the lead singer, he started out on stage. He was fully clothed. And then, like, within about five, ten minutes of this video, I have it on video, I, I posted it. He, I think, it was, like, less than five minutes, he was, like, in just, like, a Speedo. A cheetah print. And stuff, like, it, yeah, it was and I, was, I was laughing so hard. It's like, wow. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> this band is nuts. And so, like, right afterwards, I, Literally, I went up to almost. him. Mm-hmm. I went up to him, and I was, like, I was like, I want to interview you guys. Like, we need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... The dude looked a lot like Burt Kreischer from a distance. He's really? A big old burly middle-aged dude. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And a, so you're talking about random speedo. speedo right up his butt. Like it's I guess uh, you know. Bad dude. Wow. <laughs> you know, nice. everybody has gimmicks. Uh, some have more longevity than others. Yeah. You know. Longevity. <laughs> Is that pun intended? Uh, <laughs> no, but that's perfect. I'll tell you. Pun intended. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> so uh i've completely forgot what we were talking about um come here oh yeah so i mean as far as um you more in the studio you, you looking to, to book some gigs where you were just you kind of taking the band yeah, so the premiere, we are uh, playing maybe every six weeks. We're, we don't want to play, uh, you know, we want to play a few shows with um, larger crowds, like I said. Um, but also I'm starting to work um, with Chad um, on mm-hmm. some um, studio stuff, and we're doing some originals. So I'll be recording some more and um, yeah. working on my video yeah. productions and honing that skill. Oh, yeah, so, she does good video uh, stuff. So, yeah, yeah, just putting out more videos, maybe doing some studio recordings mm-hmm. and um, putting out some originals and also working with the premiere. Nice. She did a little flower video for us. Yeah. yeah. And we're working on one for Fixing Star. Yes, we're shooting the official yeah. video for Flowers this summer. And, of course, Damien is going to be yeah. a part of that and That'll all the cool. guys. Yeah, that dude, That's going to be fun. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, he, every, <laughs> We caught him at a free show for a, a cancer benefit, and it was the first time I had heard them playing a gig since the the tragedy happened. But yeah. man, they came and brought it. That, that dude him. is just something else, man. But uh, it's really yeah. cool that y'all have him on on y'all's yeah. stuff, you know. <clears throat> what's yeah. some, what's some tracks? Maybe we can maybe we can uh, get you some promo on here. What do you want to play? Um, how about Sad but True?
That was live. Where was that? That was at Brick House Saloon in Shawnee. Oh, cool. That is a nice looking venue. Yeah, oh, it is a nice venue. That is, a, is it big? It's pretty big. Is it pretty big? Yeah, it's pretty big for where it is. It's, is it, it's pretty big size. I guess it's like kind of the town's kind of like the place to go. Style, or? I would say so. Huh. Same size. Maybe Bell House is a little bit bigger because they have that extension. Yeah. As far as like the stage, everything is pretty the same size. Man, it, that's a nice looking. I was wondering. So I've been seeing videos of you guys playing there. Yeah. I was wondering yeah, how, how nice that was. I gotta come out there and check that out. I ain't been out there in years, man. That's where I'm from. I was out there in the Shawnee. Yeah. It's right there off of Maine. Yeah. Um, that actually opened up a pretty interesting discussion while we were listening to it with uh, fair use and and how things how we're navigating things these days as far as online versus back when you know people made albums for album's sake you know um but as far as our our platform i mean i don't know jonathan maybe you can school us up a little bit on this the way the way that the value for value system works is uh, that like uh like we're talking about today you know um the artist comes in they're 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 actually going to be playing uh, a live acoustic set and they're doing it right here inside the house. So they're bringing value to us as a podcast, you know, and, and so they're giving that their talent, right? And and then they're bringing that to their fans so that whenever they listen to it on the podcast, the listeners, uh, they they also give value to us because they, they listen to the podcast. And whenever you play music like this live, if I was to take the same video and I was to put it on Facebook on our page. Facebook can come down and say, uh, you know, this is a Metallica song. You cannot play this. It's owned by this record industry or this record company. And then they'll block it. And so then the listener at the very end of the value, they will never hear it. But under like um, whenever Adam Curry of No Agenda started podcasting back in 2004, uh, with Dave Reiner, it was like another guy, um, and they, they they built it on this like feed system. And so like what happens is when you upload this audio to the internet, it automatically gets shot out to every single site that represents podcasting and all these different servers. So what iTunes did was they changed their format software on how it reads podcasts. It literally dropped about probably about 10,000 to like 30,000 podcasts in a day. They all dropped off the internet. And it was because they said, oh, well, we don't like their content. We don't like what they're saying. We don't we don't like that they have open point of views of certain things. And so these things just dropped. And and that that to me is it's it's taking away the the value of of what these people do for a living. I mean, these these podcasters and these people that are working, they're 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 putting in a lot of effort and a lot of money to to, to do this stuff. And and so um, so what Adam Curry came up with was, was that he, he said value for value, take a number and make it special to you. So if you want to donate like, um, uh, like some of the joke ones, uh, there's meme ones, 33, 33 is the magic number. It's uh, found in almost everything in, in society. If you actually really look for it, you'll start noticing it. Uh, and so there's little songs that will sing that. 33 is a magic number, you know? Um, there's uh, 69, dude, you know, like from uh, Bill and Ted. So, like, some people donate $69 and they say, 69, dude. You know, like, it's 
it, they have these things called jingles and they play jingles and stuff. Uh, some podcasts they do uh, they do sponsorship. So um, we have sponsor- donations, do we not? I mean, we have a yeah. spot that can go. Well, I mean, we don't. Yeah, we haven't really had anything really come in. Yeah, yeah. Donation I know. I'm just wise. saying, yeah. as far as like what, how how we operate is. There, there's more things to value than just money alone. And, yes. and it's like, and if you guys want to see the podcast in, improve, there's ways to to help us do that, and we can bring you a better yes. show. Yes, and, that, and, that's, and that's actually why it's time, talent, and treasure, because it started out as just like, take a number, if you want to donate, donate that number, make it special to you, right? If you want to donate a dollar an episode, donate a dollar an episode. That's what a lot of podcasts run on, is that, that part of value for value. Um, what, what, um, no agenda kind of moved to was, was what they call time, talent, and treasure. So your time of listening to a podcast is actually, you're giving value to that because that is a listen on the numbers for that podcast. So that increases their reach. Uh, you walking up to your friends and saying, Hey, you know, uh, I listen to this podcast. pretty awesome. There's a lot of good artists on there that just by telling them you're helping us, you know? Um, and then uh, talent. So talent, the way I read talent, the way that we do it is, is your artist. And so like whenever we contact with these artists, I mean, I, I've made so many network connections. I'm, I'm starting a music company right now. I'm working on it and I'm building all this website stuff and everything. And, and honestly, whenever I finally get that finished, I will have the network to actually go out and hit up all these artists and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. Do you guys want to join, you know, and, and be a part of this value for value system, you know? And so that's the idea is that the, that we bring talent, but also, you know, fans can bring talent. They, they, they have their talent. They have their skills that we have people that are programmers. We have people that can create, you know, like album art of the different episodes. Like there's people that can do that stuff. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that people have talents in. And so if you have a talent that you can actually give, you know, then hit us up, you know, let us know because we can use that and, and harness that, 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 you know, that gift of like there, because it, it will actually help the podcast grow even well, better. Well, and, and, we, and, we're, and, we're, and we're building communities. We I spotlight mean, Oklahoma I, artists first yeah, and foremost. So. Yeah. And we spotlight <laughs> Oklahoma artists and, and, and we, we talk to other artists from, you know, other places. Um, and I mean, when it comes down to it though, like I'm building Facebook groups right now that I'm going to start adding the artists that come in to those groups so then they can network together. Because why why wouldn't uh, you know another band listen to another band and be yeah. like, hey, you want to come do a show with us? That's and like, I found you on this network. And so then it, it's community. And that's what we're trying to digital, build. We're trying to, digital sticking a poster to a telephone pole. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to build a community around, around local music. See, see the, these major record labels and these major like um, companies, they they come in and they a lot of talent from getting to the top, and it's because a lot of it is money, a lot of it is is listenership, and a, and a lot of it is that I mean, there's a lot of people, and I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of people out there that listen to a lot of garbage, and so that stuff gets to the mainstream, yeah. and then it gets fed into us it's just, all over it's and over programmed again. Programmed into our brains, but, man. Right. But whenever you go to a local show. One of the greatest feelings I have ever gotten, and, and this is why I even got into this stuff, was like um, back in high school, uh, I went to a show and I walked in there and I was 16 years old and I, and I looked up at the stage and Spanish is going off and I'm just like, this... This is life right here. This is this is the way it should that be. That was you my know? band you were watching. And <laughs> <laughs> so 
And then, and then you know, of course, like the, the third T is treasure, which is donations, which could be that, but also treasure could be that you know somebody submits a song or or submits a letter saying you know, hey, like I I, I was watching your podcast and I and I saw this artist and you know just like you turned me on to this new artist. We'll read those letters, you know, uh, like we uh, anything that's like five dollar donation or more right now, like we'll read those letters on air. And um, in, in notes and stuff, you could say jokes. You could say something funny that, you know, you heard, you saw on the podcast. We're not like, heavily censored, everybody. So we're not. And, and that's the thing. And, and so that, that, that brings me to the main point of what, you know, like kind of back to what I was saying in the beginning is that um, you can't cuss certain words on YouTube. They will cut no, your feet. They will feet. cut your feet. Uh, they will cut your feet on live. You cannot say certain names. You cannot say certain subjects. You cannot talk about certain things on those networks. You cannot do that on Twitch. You cannot do that on um, on what is it? The other ones. Um, I have no basically, idea. Basically, all these <laughs> networks. Yeah, all these social networks. Caffeine. They all are held to this standard that has been created, and under under like these these laws that they are um, they are like publishers, but they're not. They don't want to claim to be publishers because then they they can say, oh well, we're letting you do whatever you want. But in truth, but they, they literally censor people. And I, I've watched episodes of Tim Pool and um, and you know, which it does a lot of YouTube. He has his own like network now on the internet. He has to start his own website and his own company because because his stuff he'll have a guest and the guest will say an opinion, an opinion of themselves, and suddenly the feed will drop. Mm-hmm. And he'll get a hit from YouTube that says, If you do that again, we're gonna remove your account. Mm-hmm. That account does this thing called super chats these super chats provide thousands upon thousands of dollars an episode to him of income that means that they are literally cutting off his income Mm. and so they're forcing his hand so let let's say like if i'm doing value for value for donations that's where i want to be but i mean the other option is sponsorship if if we take on sponsors and a sponsor says well we don't like what your guest said you need to cut that out of the out of the episode then i'm going to drop that sponsor I, I don't I, like I I believe in free speech I I was in the military I fully believe in it you know well if they're and gonna so, work if they're gonna work with us and they, they know what to expect it ain't like I mean we, we're we're a few episodes into this thing so yeah 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 I mean if, yeah, if you're 15 episodes in 16 episodes in and you don't understand that we're gonna cuss and we're gonna say things that maybe people don't like I I I, I we had a uh, them evils on. And he said, he said like the lines, and I and I remember this because I was like, man, we're gonna get shut down for this. It was just a few episodes in, and he said, he said this governor is an asshole. This mask net mandate is bullshit. Like, we can't say that on any uh, on any of these networks. They will cut us off for saying those things because it does not fit some boxed narrative that they created. Well, so. okay, so how does this apply in the music realm? Is I know you've had it's issues with it. Have you same, had any issues with it as far same as thing. I don't know, fair use um, even if you're not even if you're not playing a cover if it's just something they don't I like. Hey, this was yeah. just before cuz tacking on to what I said about fair use. This is why I don't stream on Facebook anymore. I have albums out. I've done I've been in five different bands. I've I've got I've been on six albums. I've written music on every album that I've been on. I used to stream on Facebook and what I used to like my viewers doing is picking music. So if I have like, if I'm playing a basketball game and there's dead silence, I don't like dead silence. So I play a song in there. I've played my own music that I've written, my name is on, I own all rights to and got shut down. 
and got hit with a copyright. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it. I got hit this morning for a video for a stream I did last year because of a song I wrote that I own the rights to. That I've already told Facebook, I, here's paperwork that I own these rights. If you look at written by, you'll see my name that matches the so name on this account. The the algorithm has to is it is it it's a, it's is a, it's it's a figuring blanket, out it's a blanket algorithm. algorithm. If anything is is played, if it's played through iTunes, if it's played through YouTube, any they have an algorithm that's blanketed. They don't sit there and actually do. But they just wrote a blanket algorithm. Anything that's copyrighted, whether you know own it or not. Is going to get hit. But that's the thing, though. In, in traditional copyrights, chords alone is not enough to... No. it's No, I played a whole song. Lyrics. It's fair use goes um, no more than 10% of the original work. So if I wanted to play a clip of, let's say, the original Sad But True by Metallica over, mm -hmm. over one of my pictures or videos, if the song is, let's say, 5 minutes, 20 seconds, I could not use more than 52 seconds of oh, that okay okay now i mean it copyrighted music really it shouldn't i mean when you look at fair use that's how it goes 10 percent of the actual work that's fair use but there's a lot of people who say you shouldn't be using any of it unless you have permission to share but i usually just go with fair use um because it's it's fair use that's why i bought the album yeah if so. i buy the album I'm promoting. I mean, it. And, and and I'll play your game if it's oh. if it's the original, if it's the artist and it's a copyrighted thing and to use it in promotion, fine, I'll play that game. But if I'm gonna do a cover of it, then that's still me. It's yeah. it's someone it's else's me. song, but it's still me playing it. So I, that to me is a very blurry, yeah, blurry spot. So I, I look mean, at it, I look at it as, and this is, and I'm an artist. I've been an artist my whole life. And maybe it's just I look at it from a different perspective. If somebody's covering my song, I'm like, you took the time to learn it. I respect that. Thank you for enjoying my song enough to actually sit down and learn it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's the artist. I think it's the record it's label. The label. That's what I'm saying. Like, as an artist, I would be like, screw you, label. Like, that's my song. I and that's the. That's the loophole a lot of people don't know is a lot of these artists don't own their music. Yeah. It is a like record. No, and that's, that's the problem I have. They don't own the masters. And I tell every artist, and I, I got friends that are signed to Nuclear Blast. I'm not going to mention names. I got friends that are signed to uh, Roadrunner. I got friends that are signed to, uh, what is that, MC, RCA in Nashville. I got friends that are signed to Jive Records. And I tell them, make sure you own your masters after the fact. Don't give them your because if you you're giving away your money. You're, you're giving oh, yeah. away your control. Oh, yeah. Own your masters. E40, a lot of people know he's a really big rapper. I've actually met the guy. He is one of the smartest guys in the business, and he said, I went to a record label as an approachment as, I'd rather you do handling the distribution. I'll handle the rest of it. I just want you guys to get in places I can't. I already sold 100,000 copies out of the trunk, trunk of my car. I don't need you. I just need you to get me in places that I can't get to by myself. And I've, ever since then, I'm like, everybody on your masters. Because yeah. we're running into problems like this that we still have. Well, and now with, with, with the digital age, um, can you actually own your tangible masters anymore? Yes, you, yes. you still you can. can. You absolutely can. You, can? Yes. you okay. absolutely can. If you go on Tidal, which is like Spotify, they're just better, in my opinion. It'll, it'll, it'll show you who owns the masters. Oh, it'll okay. tell you. So you can still own your masters in the digital age. Well, like uh, we go put the uh, Hollis album out. Um, I'm gonna go through CD Baby. So I used those for years. I love them. Yeah, they're great. great. We used them for great the Soul stuff. Crisis album. And, oh um, yeah, yeah. Because I know Riley. 
Yeah. You know this whole place. <laughs> yeah. We might know each other. I was side note for about three seconds. I was in a, I was the drummer for Zero Fetus. You probably oh, remember that man. I was that drummer. That's, that's crazy. Small world. How about small that? World. Small freaking world. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go to them, they'll handle all that. We'll get set up BMI or ASCAP and yeah. so that way, you know, streaming, all that, you're not gonna really get jit, but it's still, you it's know, whatever, something. you know it, But you get to control yeah, it. Yeah. Then you, you get to check it. at the end of the yeah. Month or or whatever. Well, and, and and like we were talking, like you know, y'all have been around a while, and and y'all seen it change. Like, what's the biggest, hardest to adjust change since the old, you know, actually going in a, to a studio, spending all this money, and make a demo or whatever, and try to sell that versus nowadays, just upload it, and there it is. Um, yeah. How I mean. Do you prefer it any other any way, or is it just kind of how it is, and you're just rolling with it? Um, preferences. Um, I like the old way we used to do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the way we're doing it now, but I agree with that. Um, there's been a lot lost over the last two decades with regards to studio recordings and putting out albums. Yeah, it used to be like a rite of passage, uh-huh. and yeah. today it's just like, oh, well, let's just go to the grocery store and buy a pack of gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and, the, and the studio itself was an instrument. Like, yes. Yeah. The way you, the way you mic'd uh, an amp, the way you did all this stuff was it, it completely affected the the way the outcome was. Yes. Which is a double edged sword because now digital, like I said, for continuity, yeah. it's like, you, like know, we were just talking you can just pick right up where you left off and edit that just in cut and, and paste and. Yeah. So. So, I mean, that's pros and cons. I I like the. I mean, like I I kind of got into recording back in you know like high school and stuff. You know, I've never really been professional, but I actually wanted to go to like full sale out in Florida, like when I was graduated high school and stuff. Just never did it because the electrical paid better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, since I've verify. been in it, I mean, like you know, I started. I had a little task cam like you got here, like a little. It was actual cassette recorder. Yeah, it was you know? like I still tape. have it, and like, man, like going from from that to like what we have now, and then I actually, you know, recorded with in a studio with a guy named Kendall Stevens, and that's kind of where I, I picked up a lot from this dude. But he had a, you know, it was a real nice studio. He, you know, he he worked in the big studios in Chicago. I can't really remember which one he worked in, but learned a lot from that guy. And uh, but the. The thing is, is like now with the emulations of all yeah. these, I mean, it, it's, you could do, you can get the same outcome now mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not, maybe you're not going to that old SSL 9000, but, and getting the circuitry and all that, but like these emulations are, you know, they're built off of that. So like you can get the noise, the crosstalk. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can, I mean, it's still not the same, but yeah. you know, it still gives you that, you can still get that warmth out of it. For, yeah. for, is it plug and play? Hell yeah. For practicality you, and yeah, cost. Yeah, so for practicality and efficiency, mm-hmm. I see that. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you want those old amps, those vintage amps, to Dude, get that sound, you're talking thousands of dollars. Thousands. And, and, Versus you know, $100 for a plug-in. Yeah. yeah, or a membership, which yeah, I, a membership. all my stuff is, I think I pay, between all the memberships I have, I probably pay 60 You run uh, Stephen Slate, right? Yeah, Stephen yeah. Slate, and then I got the oh, yeah, uh, Slate stuff. auto-tune stuff. And then um, I'm gonna get the isotope stuff because that's like for mastering. And yeah, they got some really like yeah, that's cool out of my. I tried to learn stuff. that stuff and I'm like, ah, I'll just let the professional. But the thing is, it's like it's getting so like they're making these with the, the algorithms they use and stuff. Like it's almost just plug and play, just throw it on there, 
and don't touch it because it, it just you know they they make it to where it just vibes it just right yeah like that's all it is is saturation like you know mm. a lot of people you can go way overboard with this stuff most of the time just stick it on there maybe play with a few frequencies or whatever like compressors get you know most of the time just stick it on there and let it go dabble do you it just saturates it and that that's what you want that's what you're looking for yeah that's awesome man Cool, man. Well, you guys got anything y'all want to plug? Any upcoming hey. gigs, album releases, hey. whenever Chad gets around to it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Chad gets off his ass. I've, I've got, I think I've got five songs put together. I've, I've started putting them into the uh, the project part of the record, or the yeah. DAW now, so we're, we're in the stages of putting the album song for song Yee. together and listening all the way through. Yeah. Excellent. So... It, I worked on it quite a bit yesterday. Welcome, Johnny. The master. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. That's a that's an artistry element itself. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you like you scratch. Man, watch your set up and working on the same one album for like, like a day. What's wrong with this thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Lots. Anything upcoming for you? Yes, the Elizabeth Turner premiere has a full production July 24th at Bell Isle Brewery in Oklahoma City. Uh, Brandon Robinson has a gig tomorrow night. Yes, I'm playing um, at JoJo's in Yukon. What? That's yes, down the street from my house, man. Yeah. I, I live just north of there. So. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my go. second time playing there. We played there yeah. a couple months this ago. This world keeps getting oh, yeah. smaller, don't it? I know, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're going to create a scene. God damn it, we're going to create a scene. <laughs> yeah. The crazy part about it is I know Soul Crisis. I've seen them play and played yeah. with them. Uh, yeah. For like that first five years of me playing in Oklahoma, I'd so, seen him for years. Because I know me and Riley are like really good friends. I talk to him all the time. Man, well, it gives me crap, but it's okay. Talking about it's Riley, fun. I went and hung out with him Thursday night. I took off work Friday and went and hung out with him Thursday. Yeah. So tell him, tell that him. That dude's his own little fucking rock star. I'll tell he you. is. He <laughs> he is. He's a rock like star own, by himself. He's like his own little celebrity. Yeah. Because everybody knows that dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would hang out with him, and I'm, you know, at the time, I, you know, I just moved here. I don't know anybody, so we did this show at Pop, Big Papa's Poorhouse when it used to be yeah. uh, tenth and I want to say it was like tenth and something like that. Shields. And so after doing the show, he, he, we were became cool, like man, cool dude. I'm still got to know people. It brings me to the house, and this house is packed. With people, because everybody knows yeah. this guy, and I'm like, man, I wish I had that. I don't know. I personally. lived there for six years. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it cracked up. It was freaking rock. I don't you know personally. I've seen there. I've seen him in crowds at concerts before, though, because I that's recognize probably his, his crowd immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably his crowd. Oh yeah. I, I mean, cause and I'd seen Soul Crisis for years, and when, gosh, uh, I don't remember how we hooked up with. I think you brought Hollis in, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just. Ever, yeah. it's, it, I don't know. This no, has been Jonathan so much fun forever, doing so. this. Thank you guys yeah, so much for coming thank in, you. man. Thank you. Um, for Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz. You guys are on it. Yep. You know? yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Elizabeth Turner Premiere. Elizabeth yeah. Turner Premiere and Hollis. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess we're going to play an acoustic gig let's for you guys. Yes. So let's do let's that. Do let's, uh, right. We're going to say uh, see you later here. We love y'all. We'll see y'all down the road. Hello, this is John with the Local Earshot Podcast. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast and present to you On the Couch Sessions with Elizabeth Turner, Chad Carr, Brandon Robinson, and Johnny Hollis. On the song Flowers, uh, Chad Carr is playing guitar and uh, Johnny Hollis and Elizabeth Turner are singing. On the songs Blood Money, 
Bang Bang and You Really Got Me is being sang by Elizabeth Turner and Brandon Robinson on guitar. Uh, we thank you. We hope that we brought you value. Uh, if you want to uh, donate, then uh, you can donate to the localearshot.com slash donate. Uh, this presentation is also being provided by Chad Carr Metal Press Productions and More Bands Media. Thank you and enjoy. Got you in 
Till this day it makes me cry He didn't even say goodbye Didn't take the time to lie Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, that awful sound Bang, bang, my baby shot me down Just baby 